0: Hey, it's Julie. For today and likely for the next couple episodes, I'm going to follow a slightly different format. I still want to connect with you to share my wisdom and some tools, but I'm going to do it in a more simple, stripped-down format. And I hope that this really reflects the intense situation that we're in right now globally. I know that a lot of you are struggling and that this crisis has been hard on many different levels, on all different levels. We're facing a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, and we feel like we have no control and no idea even of how long we're going to be here. And I have to confess, I really struggled with what I was going to share in this episode. Did I even want to publish an episode? But you'll understand by the end of it why I pushed through to do that. I wanted to share something that was relevant, that would help you in this moment to deal with exactly what you're challenged by. So I settled on the topic that I hope will help you the most, which is how to lead your team through crisis. And this is one of the most common topics that I'm talking to my clients about right now. So here's what I'm gonna cover off today. I'm gonna break it down into three different segments. First, I wanna talk about how you are showing up as a leader during this crisis, and also give you the biggest pitfall that I want you to avoid. Secondly, I wanna share five tips on how to lead through this crisis. And then lastly, I wanna share a really important exercise that I want you to do with your team. Okay, so let's dive into this first topic of how to show up as a leader. For this, I want to first off explain a big pitfall that I want you to avoid. And then secondly, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework to take away to reflect. So let's start with the big pitfall, which is a big trap that many of us are going to default to when we feel really uncertain. And I know I have seen myself falling into this just textbook. And so I wanted to share it with you because I think it might be something that you notice in yourself as well. So the pitfall, the really, really common pitfall is to shift to a need to want to control, which is a default setting that many of us have. And we turn to it when we're facing a lot of change or a lot of uncertainty. Control is a setting that we go to that we think is gonna give us a lot of comfort. The story goes like this. If we don't have enough knowledge to make a decision or to act, we do all our research, we collect enough data, and we get to the point where we feel like we can be prepared to lead from a place that is informed and also inspirational. But in this place where we are, there is no playbook. We have literally never been here before. So we can't really control. We can't offer guarantees about what's going to happen or what it will be like when we get through to the other side. But what we can offer our teams is our internal power. You know, that essence of who you really are. They need our authenticity. They need our vulnerability right now. Because trust me when I say this to you, right now that is what they need the most. They need and they want to hear from you, the real you. They need to be comforted by you and your presence with regular consistent communication. They need to hear you and your experience. This is a time where you don't have to hold the vision. You don't have to have all the answers. Instead, this is the time where you remind everyone of what you believe in and how you are all going to treat each other. This is the time to go back to the basics, to our core values, to our purpose, to what it is that makes us tick. This is what is needed right now most. Because here's the deal, we can't control what is happening outside of us. We know that more now than ever but we have 100% control over how we react to a situation and to our surroundings. Control is an illusion, not a destination. We know that, right? And right now, you're being invited to lead without a clear idea of where you are leading, and we don't know what's going to happen next. We're being asked to lead without control, and that is so hard. The leaders who are not getting it right are the ones who are driving full speed ahead. They're telling their teams to just focus on business as usual, and they haven't even acknowledged that there's a crisis, let alone that we are all struggling. It's like kind of like there's this massive pink elephant in the room that's stomping all over everyone and causing a ruckus, and the leader has blinders on and is just pretending that the elephant isn't even there don't be this leader. Please don't be this leader. Don't ignore the elephant in the room. So the pitfall that I really want you to avoid, and I am watching for it in myself too, is this illusion of external control. Because control is not an option right now. And it's not even going to help you if you could control things. Right now, your team needs you in whatever state you're in. They need you to show up authentically. They need you to name what's going on. Don't deny the elephant, name the elephant and move forward. And here's a gentle reminder because I know some of you need to hear this. This is the time to be a great leader even if you're not receiving great leadership. This is really important. I'm gonna say that again. This is the time to be a great leader even if you aren't receiving great leadership. And while this crisis feels chaotic right now, and if you're like me, you may be wondering where the bottom is. You might be wondering how long it is going to take to get through this. If only I could just know how long this is going to be. We can't make estimates because there's no way to know for sure. However, I do know this. We will get through this. We will get through to the other side. And I want you to take this inquiry away from me and think about it in the coming days. I want you to think about how do you want your team to remember you and your leadership in this crisis? If they were asked for three words to describe how you showed up, what would you want them to say? How would you want them to describe you? Do you want them to say that you were scared, distant, and panicked? Or do you want them to say that you were authentic and honest and courageous? Take some time in the coming days to really think about this. Think about how do you want your team to remember you and how you showed up during this crisis? Because how you show up in this time, this will determine, listen carefully, it will determine how quickly your team rebounds when the upturn happens, and it will. This is temporary, right? Where we are sucks right now, but it is not our forever. How quickly will your team rebound when the upturn happens? I truly believe that crisis is an amplifier. And we're going to see a lot of true colors in the coming months. If you're a courageous, authentic leader, that will be amplified. If your disposition is to hide your head in the sand, well, that will be amplified too. Crisis reveals your true leadership and it amplifies it. So let's recap here what we've just covered off of how to show up as a leader. First off, I want you to watch for the pitfalls of this illusion of external control, right? Control is not an option, even though you might be grasping for it, thinking it's gonna make you feel better. You cannot control the outside world, but you can control how you show up. Your team needs your courage, they need your vulnerability, and they need your authenticity. Don't deny the elephant in the room, name the elephant, right? This is the time to be a great leader, even if you're not receiving great leadership. And please take this inquiry away over the next couple of days. How do you want your team to remember you and your leadership during this crisis? If they were asked three words to describe how you're showing up right now, what would they say about you? Is that who and how you want to be remembered? Think about that and then be really intentional about how you're showing up. Okay, let's move forward to the second part of this episode. And I want to share some tips here of how to lead your team through crisis. And I know that at your core, you know all of these things that I'm going to tell you. But because we're in the middle of chaos right now, and you're probably stuck in the weeds of fighting fires and doing rather than being this is just a gentle nudge or a gentle reminder of these five things that you should be doing that are really important. All right. So five tips. Here we go. Number one, be honest. Remember, you don't have to have all the answers. Just share what it is that you do know. And being honest includes saying sometimes that you don't know and I know that's hard sometimes to admit that you don't have the answer or you don't know where to get it but just say that you don't know it's okay to be scared and more importantly it's okay to admit to others that you are uncertain and that you are scared all right tip number one be honest tip number two is to communicate consistently Now, I have clearly failed at this. I've been so swamped with uh, my clients online and making sure that I fit everyone in. I have failed to publish this podcast regularly, so I apologize to that. I have had the paralysis of perfection, right? I had so many ideas of what I wanted to prepare and get out in this episode that I just tried to boil the ocean, it got way too big, and then I just had to rein it all in and keep it simple. So even if you don't have all the answers, even if there isn't anything new to say, people need to hear from you as a leader. Because they believe in you, and they need to know that you're still there. In this time right now, you can't communicate too much. And also, you can't care too much. Because in times of crisis, consistent regular communication is so important and it's not just so much important about what you say. They just need to hear from you in a regular fashion. So don't underestimate the power of consistent communication in a crisis like this. You don't have to wait till you have new information and I think that that goes on in a lot of people's minds. It's like I don't have anything new to say. Nothing new is different. Doesn't matter. People just need to hear from you. Show up and be real. All right, so that's tip two communicate consistently. Tip three is to respect the contrast. Everyone has a different experience, and I have seen every edge of the spectrum through this. Don't judge people for having an experience that is different than your own. Just respect what it is that they're going through. Try to focus on alignment, not separation, which means what is it that you do have in common with people? So a really simple example is, you know, there's households that have children in them, there's households that don't have children in them. One is gonna be a little bit more chaotic than the other, so don't judge, don't compare, just recognize that it's different and that you're all struggling to get your work done in some way. The other contrast I've seen is there's certain people who are extroverted in nature. They get their inspiration from outside of themselves and they're having a very different experience from the introverts who are used to working on their own. Some people are struggling because they've lost their job or they've been furloughed. Others are thriving and their companies and businesses are busier than ever. It's all contrast. We can't compare our experience to others. That will do no good. Remember a couple episodes, we talked about mainlining misery. That comes from comparing. So just respect that everyone is going through their own journey. They are doing the best that they can. And their experience might be different than yours. And that's okay. So that was the third tip is to respect the contrast. The fourth tip is to watch for edge behavior. This has come up so much lately and such a big reminder for all my clients. Edge behavior is gonna show up in a big way. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you might wanna head back to episode 174. We talked about what edge behaviors are and how they show up. They are basically when we are pushed outside of our comfort zone or we spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of our comfort zone. They are the fight, flight, or freeze responses, like being defensive, um, trying to start a fight with someone, blaming, shutting down, becoming overly analytical. This is a really good time to remind yourself of what your edge behaviors are. If you haven't seen them show up already, they are definitely going to make a presence in the near future. And if you can, remind others around you about your edge behaviors because they're going to show up. And if you notice edge behaviors in others, remember this isn't a time to judge or scold people for their bad behavior. This is the time to have empathy for them and to be curious about their actions. Remember, some people shut down and they completely Just tune out when they're stressed. It's kind of like their own personal circuit breaker. It shuts them off before they say something or do something really stupid that they can't ever take back. So edge behavior is a sign that they need your support. They likely need your empathy or your understanding. They don't need your judgment or your discipline. All right, so watch for edge behavior. And then my last tip is to adjust your expectations. This is not business as usual. Don't even try to make it business as usual. When I see people trying to do this, this is what I talked about earlier, right? We try to go to control. We say, okay, we're working from home. We're just gonna do everything exactly the same, but we'll do it from home. That is control and that won't work. This is business as best as we can do, right? That's all we can do. If you try to push your teams to do business as usual, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to burn out or they're going to get resentful because they don't have the capacity to work at the same rate that they did before. We don't know how much longer we're going to be in quarantine for. So this is something I want you to think of as a marathon, not a sprint. This is a time to deepen relationships with your colleagues and your clients. Okay, so let's recap those five tips that I just went through. One, be honest. You don't have to have all the answers. Just share what you do know. Two, communicate consistently. Three, respect the contrast. Four, watch for edge behavior, which is a scream for support, not discipline. And five, Adjust your expectations. All right, now on to the third and the final segment in this episode. I want to share something that you can use with your team. So far, we've talked about how you can show up as a leader, and I've given you some tips and also some pitfalls to avoid. Now, I want to talk about your team and how you're going to operate during the crisis. By now, You've likely ironed out a lot of the logistics right? of working from home. You likely know how you're going to be in touch with each other, when you're going to talk, all those things, right? Now, if you're like any of my clients, this novelty of working from home has worn off. All the shininess, the newness, it has worn off, and this is our new reality. And for a lot of people, it's not so awesome. So the piece that a lot of leaders have missed out on is to design how you're gonna be working together during this period, and not just the logistics. Remember, this isn't business as usual. This is doing business the best that we can right now. So think of this as a different setting, and guess what? Because we're gonna be working differently together, it means that we have to do a redesign of our working agreement or designed alliance. So, here's what I want you to do with your team. I want you to redesign how you're going to work together for the rest of this crisis. And not just the tactics of what you're going to be communicating or what your strategies are, but how you're going to be in relationship with each other. And this is so important because everyone, everyone on your team is going to be having a different experience, and you can't make assumptions that you know what is best for everyone. You need to redesign this relationship for your team so that everyone is accommodated. So we're gonna do this in two parts. First, you can set this up or give everyone a heads up before your next meeting. And first off, ask everyone to reflect on what this experience has been like for them. What's working well and where are they struggling? and then give them a chance to make a request either to you as their leader or a request to the rest of the team. Give everyone on the team a chance to voice their experience and make sure that you capture all the requests that they make. So that's the first part. The second step is that we actually redesign how you're going to be working together differently. Check in on all the requests that have been made, discuss how you can incorporate and accommodate them all, and then make any clarifications that are needed to ensure that none of them really contradict each other, right? Some people might want to be meeting more regularly than others. Then together as a team, create a new working agreement, a new set of operating principles that you're going to follow as a team just for the remainder of the quarantine, Now, I've seen teams make a variety of requests to each other. Some people are meeting on a daily basis and doing stand-ups. Some teams are making video mandatory with a rule of, it doesn't matter what you look like or how you're dressed or if you have a baseball cap on, but turn your video on so we can all have a sense of really connecting with each other. Remember, there's no right or wrong here. You can design whatever you want into your working agreement. Then when you go back to the office, you can go back to the old ways. All right. So I'm going to start wrapping up this episode here. I know that there's a lot of content in this episode, and I hope it really helps you to lead your team through this crisis. So here's the homework that I'm sending you away from for this episode to reflect first I want you to think about how your leadership is going to be remembered during this time. What are those three key words or adjectives that you want people to describe you as? How did you show up? These three things are gonna be your North Star right now. And as much as it feels like we're gonna be in this forever, cause it might feel like that right now, we aren't. We're gonna get through to the other side and I want you to set your team up to be stronger Once we're through to that other side. Next, I'm going to recap those five tips that I shared for you of how to lead your team through crisis. One, be honest. You don't have to have all the answers. Just share what you do know. Two, communicate consistently. Three, respect the contrast, right? Everyone's experience is going to be different. So respect that. Four, watch for edge behavior which is a scream for support, not for discipline. And number five, adjust your expectations. Now, the last piece of homework is the tool that I suggested you do with your team. And I want you to redesign how you're going to be working together for the rest of the crisis. To do this with your team, do it in two parts. First, ask everyone to weigh in and reflect on where they are and what this experience has been like for them what's going well and where is it that they're struggling. Then give them a chance to make a request either of you as their leader or of the entire team. Then the second part is to redesign how you're gonna work differently. Okay? All right. So thanks for tuning in today. I know that this has been chaotic, completely crazy times. I've been doing the best that I can to support my clients. I don't have a playbook for this either, but we are navigating the best that we can. When I'm in a place where I don't know, I say, hey, you know what? I don't know, but let's work through this together. I have been doing my best to support my community as best I can. I have been coaching full-time online over the last few weeks, and I'm really trying to prevent burnout myself because there is a heaviness of The energy that I've been experiencing. Now, as a result of everyone working from home, I have had the chance to meet a lot of my clients' kids, their fur babies, their spouses, and pretty much everyone is working in casual these days, right? We've got our weekend wardrobe going on. So it's almost as if over time, the corporate armor is coming off. The walls are coming down and authenticity is taking over as the new normal, out of necessity really, and we're getting to see each other more and more for who we really are, which I think is a good thing. So please stay safe, stay healthy, and hang in there. Remember that whatever you're feeling is absolutely right and perfect. We absolutely will get through this, And I know that we're all, myself included, growing stronger through the process.